Self-care game podcast should not be considered as or replaced with therapy. If you're currently experiencing a mental health crisis, please reach out to your local mental health authority or the suicide crisis hotline. Hey, self-care gang, it's your girl, Devin, also known as Sent from Devin, also known as Bad Girl Riri, because her birthday just passed. Ooh, we love some Riri. I know, she's a baddie. She's just so amazing. And you know, they're saying that she's supposed to be dropping two albums this year, a reggae one and a regular one. So I'm excited for that. Hopefully she collabs with Beyonce. Right. That's like, that would be perfect because it would be so worth the wait. Like her music is going to be worth the wait anyway, but Mm -hmm. like we've been waiting on a collab from them for so long that that would definitely make it worth the wait. I know. So um, long, so long. (laughs) R&B. R&B. I'm hoping that she comes out with like some, not similar visuals as Beyonce, but I hope she takes it up, her visuals and stuff to the next level like Beyonce has. Yeah, that would be dope. And I feel like she is, especially, I mean, now she literally just turned 33, which that's not far from our age. And like, just to think that what she's gone through as far as like bankruptcy and then having Savage X Fenty. Well, I don't know if she went bankrupt, but she did lose. Remember the accountant sold that money? Oh, yeah. And that's when she came out with Bitch Better Have My Money. Mm hmm. And then, um, oh, I just saw that her makeup line is now worth a billion dollars. Is it? I don't think it's the makeup line. I think it's Savage Fenty. Oh. I Either it's or. It's yeah. Savage Fenty. Oh, okay. Either or. I'm not surprised because she took everything that Victoria's Secret hasn't been doing and did it. It made it work and affordable for everybody. So, right. And I, I have a disdain for Victoria's Secret. I don't know if it's changed in the last few years, but I, I just remember in college buying those, what, five for 26 and all those deals and shit. And then you wash them and they rip up in the damn washer. It didn't, they didn't even last. It wasn't worth the money. It was like they're cheap, but like it's too damn cheap quality yeah. wise. But, anyways, so. It's your girl Desiree, aka it's Desi Cakes, aka Serena Williams. Okay. Yes, okay, we're giving sis her flowers this month. We'll get more into um, you know all that in the media, but I just wanted you know two goats, Rihanna and Serena. Period. So, okay, how so- was your week? Well, we all know it's been a freaking mess in Texas and we're going to go more into detail about that in the main segment actually talking about the winter storm and capitalism and all that but outside of that my week was just meh I don't even know how to explain it like I was just kind of here I looked next time next thing I looked up it was like Thursday I didn't really get anything done and but this was the first time I was off from like my full-time job and seeing clients. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I kind of needed the, you know, the break, but at the same time, I feel like I'm noticing when I be having moments like this where I just be just 
in my own little world. I used mm-hmm. to think I was like either like tapping into depression or just anxious. But in reality, I really feel like it's my ADHD. I just feel like I just get in my own world and I just kind of stay there for a little bit. And yeah, I think that's really what happened. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like Alice Whoa. in Wonderland, I just be in my own little world for a little bit. How was your week? That actually sounds like super relaxing just to like kind of tap out of everything and tap into yourself. Like that sounds super dope. But my week was um, just a roller coaster of emotions. Um, You know, like you said, we'll get into more of it in the main segment of what happened here in Texas because we're both in Texas. But um, yeah, it was just a roller coaster of emotions. And I also am still was still working from home um, in the midst of all of this. And I work in insurance. So my workload just like quadrupled like it was just crazy so um girl I hate it for me too like what in the world and then I tried to get some Ivy Park aka Icy Park because Beyonce decided to come out with winter wear and I was like girl sis it's not even cold no more and then look at what happened so I was like well let me get a little bit it was only like four pieces that I really wanted and the only thing that I I literally was logged on as soon as it dropped I was ready payment already in there just all I had to do is press checkout and Mm -hmm. I was on the Adidas app and as soon as I clicked checkout the only thing that I got was a hat and it's the like backless cap which I've been wanting but it has like the uh terry cloth um like fabric and I'm like shit because that's mostly winter-ish Mm-hmm. So, and we about to go into summer, you know, spring and summer is hot as hell in Texas. So I'm like, okay, like, we'll see. I don't know. I might end up reselling it or something, but I don't know. You say reselling something. Girl, keep that hat. We'll see. I don't know. Cause if I get it, I don't like it. Or I don't like how the material feels. I feel like it's going to be hot on my head and slip my hair out. It's kind of no point. I really wanted like some of the latex stuff that she had, but. You haven't even got it yet. See how you like it and then decide. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna see so. how I like it and we'll we'll go from there. But I also remember, okay, remember Janae A. Ku was supposed to come to Dallas and this was before COVID. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the tickets went on sale and we bought our tickets, or whatever. So I had bought extra tickets to resale on StubHub and my like tickets have been locked for damn near a year because you don't get paid till after the event and if if you try to cancel the sale like even though the because the whole time the event was labeled as postponed but you can get a refund if you want a refund well because i resold them through subhub even though it's postponed unless it's canceled that's when you get your tickets back to like try to get a refund from the original vendor but Mm -hmm. if i had just canceled it on my own while the show still said postponed, I would have got charged like a fee. It was like 50% or something like that. So I was like, mm, no. So I'm finally about to get a refund for that, which is great. But I'm kind of ticked off because I could have made like an extra 300 off of selling them tickets. And now I'm just going to get my original money back. <laughs> well, at least you got your money back. So let's be happy about that. But that's crazy you had that for that long. It's just... It's truly been a mess. And on top of this, y'all, this is our second time recording this episode <laughs> because uh, I was tripping. So we started recording our episodes on Zoom, 
because for one, it sounds better. I feel like it sounds better. And plus it's more convenient for both of us. Um, and we were recording it and the leave button in meeting button looks just like the recording button to me. And I actually pushed the end button before it finished converting. So we lost the whole episode, but don't worry. We still got y'all. It's still, I feel like it's going to be better the second time around, <laughs> honestly. So, but it's been a stressful week. Like, it's just like, but we, like we love y'all. So we're we gonna be over here acting like we didn't just have this same conversation yesterday. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, yeah, but I yeah. think also yesterday when we recorded, we kind of got off on some we went off on a tangent a few times. So <laughs> I think it's okay. I think it's good that we this will be more we, organized. We recording. Yeah, it'll be a little <laughs> bit more organized. So yeah, I guess let's go ahead and get into the media segment and talk about what's been going on this week. Okay, so the first thing we're going to dive into for the media segment is the whole Britney Spears situation, which is crazy to me. And I hate that for her because if Black girls don't stand anybody, we stand Britney Spears, okay? I used to love Britney Spears back in the day. I don't know about you, friend. Um, I did really like, so when I think of, of white girls that I stand, I feel like back then I stand Christina Aguilera a lot more than I Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I always appreciated Britney as an artist and stuff, but I think mm-hmm. I stand Christina more at that time. Yeah. Okay. Which is typically it was between her or, um, right. They was like pinned up against each oh. other. Mm-hmm. I hate how they do that. But anyway, so basically Britney Spears' father had control over her investments and all that good stuff. And Britney went to court um, and basically he lost it, which is good because, you know, they've been having a hashtag free Britney thing going on because mm-hmm. apparently he's been like very controlling over her life. Most of the men in her life have been very controlling um, going from her dad to like the people that she dated and all that. Um, and it was like well, really Britney Spears hate train going on back in the day, talking about she's crazy and all this other stuff. And Justin Timberlake recently apologized for playing his part in that with Britney Spears because you know he dropped that video of Crimea River where he had her stunt double, which was foul. So he really played into that narrative that I she forgot was about that. Like mm-hmm. that was supposed to be that's like one of my favorite JT songs. And now that I think mm-hmm. about it, like, damn, like, he was really coming for sis. He really was. It was very misogynist. Um, and um, and then also he apologized for his, what he played, his part that he played with Janet Jackson at the Super Bowl when her titties came out because people was lighting her up over a damn accident. And he didn't say nothing. He just moonwalked right out and yeah. didn't say nothing. Just very misogynist. Like, just Horrible. yeah yeah so with the whole britney spears thing and her dad um he didn't lose 
control, but now he has like joint control. So it's like him and then like a trust, um, a trust that have shared control over Brittany, but he was a sole person. So like now that means like both have to agree for certain stuff to happen. So that's, it's a little bit more freedom for her. I still don't understand. I'm a watch, I think Netflix or Hulu has like a documentary on it called Free Brittany. And I'm, yeah, I'm gonna watch it. Cause I'm like, I still want to know how, like, it's super hard to, have that that control um over someone and their like estate and like everything that they do like it's super hard to lose that so I still want to know that full story yeah but, I don't understand how he has control like that's that's the confusing part so yeah we definitely need to watch that and talk about it on here a little bit more yeah um so do you think JT's um so one thing I love about Twitter is the fact that stuff like this happens. Like literally somebody thinks of something and then they tweet it and Twitter can literally bully anybody into anything. And I love it when good things come out of it because obviously like this happened years ago. Like, I mean, that was like when I was in freaking middle school when that whole titty situation happened with Janet Jackson. But um, I do appreciate the fact that Twitter made him speak up about it. And, you know, the fact that it's during Black History Month, like, I'm all here for it. But do you think it was, like, too little, too late? No, I don't think it was too little, too late. But I definitely think it was, like, drafted by his lawyers and his publicists and all that. I think if he really wrote an apology, I don't think he would have said some of those things. But, you know, I mean, as long as he's taking accountability... I guess, but I kind of like, I'm more, you know, you have like an apology language. Mm -hmm. I'm more of a person when you apologize, I need to see like some action that kind of follows it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think, I don't know, me personally, I just feel like it needed more than words, but I mean, he ain't apologizing to me. So it is what it is. Yeah. I feel like I won't say it's too, too late to apologize. Is that his song? No, that's, that's not his song. Oh, that's not him. That's somebody else. That's one for public. <clears throat> oh. <laughs> but anyways, I was going to do a little corny joke. <clears throat> but I'm never going to say that it's too late to apologize. I think, you know, the apology, it can be healing in a lot of different ways. And I, I do appreciate the fact, because he could have easily just saw people mentioning him on Twitter and went about his life like it wasn't happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that he did acknowledge it and finally apologize, I can appreciate that. But like you said, I want to see some action behind it. Like now that you're aware of your privilege as a white man in this music industry, what are you going to do with it? Like, how are you going to use that yeah. privilege to make it easier for artists that aren't white males? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And we how are you going to educate other white male artists on stuff mm-hmm. like To prevent um, this from happening for mm-hmm. from other people. Yeah. So, well, I'm glad he apologized. And I just hope things work better in um, Britney's favor because that's just horrible to have somebody just have control over you. Um, I wonder also, how Janet Jackson feels because we don't really hear from her much. You know, she she had came I feel back like to she's like... Unbothered. Yeah. I, I wonder like if it was like it. healing for her. Cause she, when you think about it, when you're performing at the Super Bowl, that means like you're a top artist that year, at, at least that year, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so and like that was definitely a prime moment in her career. And for that to happen and kind of spiral her career, I wouldn't say the, her career went down after that, but it definitely mm-hmm. took a hit 
um, when it comes to sponsorships and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So I don't know. Hopefully it was healing for her. Maybe she'll speak yeah. on it one day. Maybe one day. So what else has happened is um, Kim officially filed for a divorce from Kanye. And I'm not going to say I'm surprised because I'm not, but I'm just like, oh, and I wouldn't even say disappointed. I'm just like, dang, that sucks because I feel like they worked well together. But on one Mm -hmm. end, I can understand because sources allegedly say that Kanye was getting tired of just the Kardashian shenanigans. Um, And also, I can on the other end, I can understand that on Kanye's end, but I can also understand on Kim's end, of dealing with a loved one that has bipolar um, because some individuals with bipolar, they are difficult to deal with. Um, Mm -hmm. So I can kind of understand from both ends, but it seems like they're trying not, they're not going to have a messy divorce and they're trying to, you know, make sure the kids see them both and all that. So hopefully it works out for the best for them. Yeah, hopefully. Um, Yeah, I saw that they already kind of started to have the conversation about splitting up the property and stuff. I think the last straw for Kim, well, I don't know if it was the last straw, but it was for sure a huge thing was when um, she was in the car with him and she was crying and like paparazzi Mm -hmm. caught that. And like, you could tell they were having like a huge argument. And um, yeah, I just feel like it was kind of like already in the making and she kind of like stuck in there as long as she could and so she got to the point where, like I can't like <laughs> like but I just hate like I don't want this to send Kanye into like a spiral or anything so I hope that it stays pretty calm and collected over there and you know hopefully they can both just like have like go their separate ways and have like peace and like live their life the way they want to yeah Honestly, by the time we get the news, though, stuff has already been in the works and going on. So I personally feel like he probably went through his little spiral back when he was in the media a lot, talking about the family and all that. Um, So he probably already went through it. But like you said, those type of stressful events do trigger bipolar episodes, especially um, manic episodes. So prayers for them. Hopefully, like stuff works out for them. But in lighter news, um, Megan the Stallion is dating Hunting. She's dating Party, which is he's an artist. Um, he has some songs. I think him and Cardi B know each other. I don't know for sure that he writes for Cardi B. I think that he has written some stuff for her. But they mm-hmm. have a song together. His full name is like Partisan um but they he have goes, a song uh, together what song they have together um it's his song it's like um it actually was out on radio it didn't do it didn't get as big as i anticipated it to be but i really like the song um let me see if i can f- pull up the name but you may have heard it i like it yeah, backing it up Oh, back, back, back. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she's staying in um, party. Um, he's gone out, all out for her on her birthday, Valentine's Day, and all that. But there is a little conflict going on. Um, mm-hmm. Is there you want to tell them about it? So, apparently, um, uh, you know, Megan's birthday was the day after Valentine's Day. So, Allegedly. she, you said what? Allegedly. 
that not was her birthday. Her... It, not her birthday, but I'm talking about just the what's going on. Oh. Explain <laughs> allegedly. Girl, I'm like, that is her birthday, is it not? <laughs> Girl, okay, so um basically her friends were over her house and I guess they kind of popped up on her and did like a little surprise get together for her birthday and Mm -hmm. she was on either like on her stories or live for a little bit but then one of her friends went live either her friend or like her bodyguard or somebody some guy went live and Mm -hmm. you can only see his face but you can kind of hear what's going on and you hear allegedly um party is back there like yelling like I, like I know Megan in there tell her to come out tell her to come out and it's like a no it's not like a playful yelling it's kind of like very aggressive like mm-hmm. um and then you just hear like a bunch of commotion and it sounds like he broke the door down or like broke the door open and then you hear people yelling like she's using the bathroom like she's she's just in here using the bathroom so it was like really um you know really suspect and so she ended up going on twitter and saying like she's okay and like you know like i'm good beyonce loves me like life is good like i'm you know some some mess that she did to kind of like smooth things over but people are kind of pointing out that is now kind of like a pattern with her and um you know I, i feel like they've been laying it on thick lately um, being on live and like posting all their Valentine's Day stuff to kind of show the loving part of the relationship. But people have pointed out that there's like a pattern with her and men because obviously we know the whole Tory Lane situation and not to say that she's at fault for that at all. But, you know, Tory Lane's allegedly shot her, right? Um, and then, and we don't know if her and Tory ever dated. We don't really know the situation behind that. But then her, when her mugshot became public, um, she went on Instagram Live to explain that, like last year. And she talked about how the guy she was dating, she found out he had a baby on the way and she put her hands on him and went to jail. And she admitted like he didn't do anything. It was her being the aggressor. And then now you have this situation where this guy is yelling and it sounds like he beat down a door. So it just seems like a pattern with not necessarily her being aggressive, but just like unhealthy or like kind of toxic overly aggressive situations with men Mm -hmm. you know yeah I can see that um but I think in a way we all kind of have our own little toxic patterns and when it comes especially when it comes to relationships or what type of Mm -hmm. men we're attracted to and it just seems like she may be attracted to men that's a little aggressive I mean Megan is a stallion (laughs) she is a big girl so I think I think she may be a little aggressive herself. Like I don't want to like support that narrative, but I think she may just be like passionate. Maybe that's a better word. Passionate herself, and she <laughs> like men that are passionate in that way as well. I think that's Baby, really. What I it love is. the PR spin on this. <laughs> okay, I just think she needs to. I mean, I think it's something that she probably needs to, you know, talk about in therapy and process because it could be related back to you know never, you never know her parents, her dad, any yeah. of that. Like you know, yeah, just what she's seen growing up, but. Or, you know, maybe I could, I could also see how with her being a taller, you know, thick woman, I could see how men just kind of are more passionate because they're kind of intimidated by that. I mean, Tory Lanez Mm -hmm. is like an ant in comparison to her. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I feel like men might also kind of flex in a way just to show that they're still the Mm -hmm. man in the relationship, Mm -hmm. you know? So Hopefully, you know, hopefully this is all just coincidental 
and she's in a happy, healthy, non-toxic relationship with him. I mean, I'm here for it. I don't have no reason to not root for them, but I just feel like they laying it on a little thick just to prove that. Cause she keeps saying he's the sweetest person ever. He's so sweet. He's so sweet. And like, it just went from basically when that live came out, then it was like, all of a sudden she was talking about him all the time. And it was just like, now you confirm the relationship. Now you show what y'all did for Valentine's Day. Now you um, are alive gushing over him, you know, and it just seems more like a PR save. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, but I hope that it's true. I hope that he really is sweet. And that was just a one-off incident where maybe he thought she was drunk or, you know, maybe he thought she was like sick and was trying to get to her in the bathroom, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. You never know. But I mean, I think people, I don't think it's like a pattern where it's like, you know, how people like it's, the problem is Megan. Da, da, da. I don't think it's that. And I think people need to quit trying to blame her for stuff. So hopefully they work out. They cute together. Right. Uh, yeah. So what else happened this week is um Serena Williams, the person who you are today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I will tell Serena's side of the story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so basically, you know, she made it to for one, I forget. I'm always forget about when tennis come on, but the clips I see are super exciting. So I wish I watched it or got into it more. But um, Serena made it to the Australian Open sem- semifinals, and she lost to Naomi. Um, how do you say her last name? Oh, Oku or Osaka, Osaka. Um, y'all know who she is. She's like half Japanese, half black. And we'd be rooting mm-hmm. for her too. So they went, went against each other in the semifinals and Serena lost. And when she got her stuff and was walking off of the um, the, the mat, she kind of gave like kind of like this half-ass wave. So people took that as to think that she um, was thinking about retirement because they were saying that the wave didn't seem like a normal, like, oh, a defeated wave. It seemed like, um, like a, this is a farewell wave, which I'm like, who the fuck? What body language interpreter did y'all get this from? So um, she's actually been quoted before saying that if she retired, she actually wouldn't tell anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, But she also did a um, press conference after that match. And when they was asking her questions, um, she kind of just like broke down and said, I'm done. And like, um, just walked out and, you know, because she was crying. So people are just having these rumors saying that she's going to retire. But honestly, whether she retires or not, Serena is still the GOAT when it comes to this. Mm-hmm. Like her and she her sister. Yeah, her and her sister paved the way. There were the two little black girls who nobody thought would go far in tennis and look at where they are mm-hmm. now. Yeah. I so um, yeah, I actually saw a clip of her match against this white woman and baby when I say Serena was giving it to her, she gave it to her. And then afterwards, the white woman like slammed her rack down. And I'm like, now where are all the cartoons and all the memes about her? Because mm-hmm. y'all show made Serena out to be this horrible person because she slammed mm-hmm. her rack down. And it's so funny because they show her slamming a rack down and then Serena is walking past and kind of just like glances at her and just walks off like, like, girl, you just girl, calm down, sis. Right. Like you better be throwing it at the flow and not over here. (laughs) Okay. So, I mean, I think it's just like what you said. I think. I just think she's not necessarily. Yeah, she's getting older and I just think it's like just like anything else, like in anything else in sports, like people age out and it's new talent that come in and these kids, they getting, they getting stronger, they getting faster. 
Mm-hmm. But like you said, she's still the goat. She still paved the way. And that's just really on period, you know? Right. So I just hope she's going to therapy throughout this process because it is a big, it's like kind of like when veterans um, get out the military and um, they struggle with transitioning back to civilian life. I mean, it's just like, she know that's probably coming up and that's, she's definitely going to need to talk to a professional to get through that, you know? So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, like naturally, just like all of us, I mean, basketball players at 35 is usually a a wrap for most of them and 35 is still young. So, you know, and Mm -hmm. Serena Williams is 39. So I'm sure that, you know, not only is her body, you know, tired from all of this and, you know, not as fast mm-hmm. and as you know quick as she used to be but I'm sure that she's just like kind of mentally worn out by now so whether she retires this year and next year or 10 years from now she's still gonna be the goat no matter what and she's still gonna go down in history mm-hmm. as with her and her sister as um you know role models for little black girls everywhere mm-hmm. and I always think of that interview um and I actually saw it recently when um they were interviewing Serena Williams and she was like a little, a little girl. And the, um, the white interviewer was asking her like, you know, where do you get your confidence from? Like, why are you so confident about this? Then her dad interrupted the interview uh-uh. and was just like, yeah, he was like, it ain't none of that. <laughs> right. He was like, she answers your question. Like, why are you, why are you so mad that a little black girl can have this confidence? And I'm just like, yes. Why like, are you Whoa. mad? Why are you mad? <laughs> for real tell me why you mad (laughs) okay we need a little bit more understanding as to why you mad his daddy i remember her daddy did come in and check the hell out of that like don't do that because you don't be doing that to um these white tennis players or anybody else that's white like y'all not asking them why they so confident because this is a system they they're born it's instilled into them that they are going to get whatever they want in life mm-hmm. and now you see a black little girl who was taught that same thing and you just like well wait a minute who What's taught you this on? you know exactly. you're not white right like that's basically what you're saying exactly i don't like Might as well be telling her like no you're not going to be good you're not going to be the best one day like what like why are you questioning a little girl like that i agree with her daddy Right, they was known for that, so he did. He did what needed to be done. But shout out to the goat, though. Shout out to the goat. So next up is something very unfortunate. Um, Nicki Minaj's dad was killed in a hit and run this past week, and my heart goes out to Nicki Minaj because just imagine that happening in the midst of like you just had your son, and mm-hmm. that's just that's horrible like I yeah hate her brother is in jail for being a pedophile um, yeah let's be clear um, a pedophile, but but I, I mean i bring that up to say like you don't have your brother you know you got a like an estranged relationship with your brother you're um you just had a son your husband is a registered sex offender and now your dad gets killed it just seems like it's so much it's you know yeah, I like I want to I hope that she has like a really strong like support system because like there's a lot of moving parts in her life. And Even with that, though, if you think about it, like and she's kind of like just like how Serena is kind of aging out. I feel like Nick 
kind of aging out when it comes to like rap music. And I feel like she's been having a hard time dealing with that. Um, I don't think it's gonna happen anytime soon, but I think mm-hmm. it's happening. Don't get me wrong. So right. Um, yeah, I agree. Like I I really still want her and Cardi to do a song together. I feel yeah, so I think that um, you know, Nikki has been the GOAT and um well one of the GOATs when it comes to female rap. I agree with what you said about her having a hard time transitioning um or realizing that there are other women who can, you know, might have her mm-hmm. you know, giving a run for her money. But I also think that, you know, I still have hope that one day her and Cardi will do a song together. I think it was rumored. The, well, it's been rumored, but you know, like they said, Cardi B and Beyonce got a song together, and that was well. There was actual like snippet or something. I don't know, but I think when stuff is rumored, then we ain't gonna hear it for a long ass time, mm-hmm. or it's just not true. So I hope that it really. I could actually see Nicki being on this new Up song. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would be dope. Um, and I still go back and listen to Nikki's old mixtapes and stuff. But um, yeah, I mean the hit and run with her dad is just like very unfortunate. And I really, really seriously hope that she has like a support a huge support system around her. Or, you know, some form of I know that she mm-hmm. has a pastor that she's that she goes to um for advice, but I really hope that she has some form of like therapy or something because like there's mm-hmm. so many moving parts. And let's be clear, I didn't bring up like her brother and her husband to be like malicious. But what I'm saying is like there's just a lot of negative situations that can mm-hmm. be have a toll on you every day. Like every day mm-hmm. you have to think about where you and your husband can go because he's a registered sex offender. Every day like yeah. You, you can't talk to your brother, you know, or see your brother because he's in jail. And then now, like, you have a father that was killed tragically, which is horrible. But the person did, I don't want to say I commend the, the person, but they did come forward and turn themselves in for the hit and run, um, the person who allegedly did it. And, um, well, I guess I will say I do commend them for that because, as much as a hit and run sucks, like you also have to kind of think in that moment, they probably were freaking out, didn't know what to do mm-hmm. and just like probably took the wrong action. I think them turning themselves in shows that they have a conscious and that it wasn't mm-hmm. obviously, you know, something, it wasn't intentional and mm-hmm. that they're owning up and taking responsibility for it. I mean, because I don't think we ever found out who hit, um, who was that? Shoddy Low? Didn't he get into like a, he had a, he died in like a hit and run accident, right? Uh, the mm-hmm. rapper from Atlanta. It was something where we didn't know who um, who killed him. Oh, he got, he got shot. Oh, fatal car crash. Oh, um, oh, that was so biased of me to say shot. I'm sorry. Right. It was horrible. Yeah, I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe there it could have not been another. It was a car crash. Involved. Yeah, maybe maybe there wasn't a second car involved, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just I just feel like I commend that person for coming forward. Like, I, I just hope that you know Nicki Minaj can find peace and all that, and having the person turn themselves mm-hmm. in that can bring a lot of healing in a way. Yeah, because now this person, you you know that this person isn't just on the loose out here, mm-hmm. possibly able to do it again, and you know. <sighs> That's just a lot to deal with. And I think it happened the day after Valentine's Day. Yeah, that's horrible. Um, I hate that for her. Yeah. Um, 
In other news, B. Simone is back. Yeah, prayers to Nicki Minaj and her family. Um, But in other news, B. Simone is back in our podcast news. I feel like we spent all of first season talking about her because that damn book and and that copyright shit. But now, apparently, she has a man and she's giving our relationship advice. You know, the girl out here screaming that she won a boyfriend finally got a boyfriend so now she went on live and was just basically saying how um like you want a man with six figures like are you making six figures like think about make a list of the man that you want and then make a list of what the, of the woman that he needs would look like and act like and be like and like you want a family man but you haven't talked to your mom in six months you, like you need to make up that relationship and so the message was on point you know, like when I heard it, I was like, okay, you, you know, like, I mean, it, I didn't really consider it taking relationship advice. Cause I think that's just like general advice. I think we've all heard some form of that in a way, but apparently a lot of um, people are saying that she stole that from uh, two other like black creatives. Um, I think that just in general is just very... I think that's basic advice. I feel like we've, like you said, I feel like we've all heard that in some shape or form. And it's just that, okay, that's BS. I'm going to call BS on that one. But as far as like the message, okay, the message, yeah, duh. We all want, we need to become what we want to attract, duh, girl. It was just very pick me, pick me, to me, <laughs> very pygmy vibes to me personally, because like I said, duh, to, you. <laughs> to, to <you>. me, <laughs> to me, because like I said, duh, we know that we need to become what we want to attract, but I don't like how this, these type of messages are always geared towards black women and women mm-hmm. when for one black women we have the highest percentage of um new businesses we have a high percentage of like being educated and having degrees mm-hmm. a lot of us are going to therapy we are doing the work i feel like uh, some of these messages need to be geared towards men because mm-hmm. a lot of men they go to therapy all these men are doing the work they're coping in unhealthy ways. Not all of them, but a good chunk of them. So that's mm-hmm. why I felt like it was being pick me. Because, you know, pick being a pick me is just basically saying, like, opinion that's going to typically side with males, basically. While, like, kind of throwing other women under the bus. And I felt like that was just kind of throwing us under the bus. It wasn't, like, super pick me. I can think of worse pick me's. Mm-hmm. But in that situation, I was just like, girl, you got a boyfriend and you just... Now you just out here, you you just out here thinking that you can just give out relationship advice. And it's like, I think it, I think if she didn't have a boyfriend, um, and said this, it would be received better, but it's like, as soon as you got a boyfriend, now you out here. I don't even know that. Cause just considering the stuff that she's been doing. I mean, I just think, I just, I just think anytime she opened her mouth, it's going to be a problem. Um, yeah, somebody said she needs to be quiet, and I was just like, oh, <laughs> she and she seems like a very smart girl, a very sweet girl, and all that. But it's just saying the wrong things at the wrong time, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I I don't like that. Like it's just if, like I said, if, it kind of felt like she threw us under the bus. Like we're not doing this work when we right. are. 
And I just think, um, so as far as like her ripping off the other people, I think people are just picking on her because like who ain't heard this advice before? So to say that a a certain black creator or a certain person on Instagram Mm -hmm. came up with this idea to make a list of what the man that you want would need, like, no, I'm pretty sure somebody's pastor has preached this. I'm pretty sure somebody mama or grandmama done told them the same thing. So Mm -hmm. I don't think that that was new information just because somebody else said it in the same type of um, metaphors or, you know, wording as her. I don't think that anybody has ownership over it I don't think so either yeah so I yeah she just needs to stay at the media for a little bit you know but next up speaking of people that just be talking themselves into mess is little Boosie Boosie bad hey <laughs> what is up with this man but little Boosie the um with the CPS case open, just kidding. He allegedly, he don't, allegedly, no, he doesn't have one, but I, he needs one. Not he doesn't have one that I'm aware of, but he needs one after that whole situation where he freaking had his was it his nephew or his son? I don't know, but he went on live saying he got some grown woman to do something sexual to one of the boys. So. Yeah, I just don't even understand why he still has a platform. Just like, I don't understand why I still get updates on Tory Lanez. Like, why do people acknowledge that these two men exist? It's just a myth. So what did he say about Lori Harvey? Girl, so he went on Vlad TV where everybody go and get into some shit. I don't know why people still interview with Vlad. But... um, yeah, he went on there and for some reason they got on the subject of Lori Harvey and he was like, I don't know why women are glorifying what she's doing. Like, you know, that's like saying that you want your daughter to be a hoe. Like we've seen her with all these men run through her. He was like, I seen her boot up with Diddy. Like they was, you know, they was, they was something. And now she over here with this other dude and like women shouldn't be proud of that because it should be men that's proud of that. Cause like, oh, these guys all got to run through her. And I'm just like super misogynist. And I'm like, do not people not understand it takes two people to have sex? For one, we don't even know if all these people had sex with Lori Harvey. We don't know her body count at all. Uh, She could still be a virgin as far as we know. Exactly. Because unless unless you see somebody having sex with your two eyes, they a virgin to you. So mind your business. But my thing is it takes two people to have sex. And that's just like it goes into this the same mindset of how men don't want women with a high body count but you out here sleeping with people like niggas will have a hundred bodies and then want a girl that has 10 or less and it's like who do you think like okay if you're fucking a hundred girls and your homeboy is fucking a hundred girls who are y'all fucking exactly like it's it's I just hate that he, that Boosie gets a platform to speak. I hate his music. He's always been super misogynistic and he's always just been a dumbass. And like you said, you said, just you, like said something, you said something about the shark in the fish tank. Oh yeah. And it's just like, okay. So when it comes to sharks, they only grow as big as their environment. So if you put a shark in a fish tank, that's as big as going to grow. But if you go, if it goes into like the, into an ocean it can get even like its biggest form and I just kind of feel like that's what Boosie is I feel like he's still a hood nigga 
and has a hood mindset and that's just the environment that he keeps himself in and even though he has money and stuff now he's still keeping himself in that environment so that's the biggest his mindset can grow like you know what I mean he don't know anything about being misogynist or anything like that he and like he said and he was like the men the one that need to be um praised for you know hitting her and it's just like that's misogynist though like that's what we be talking about like why should the woman be ashamed but the men should be to to be should be happy like you said it takes two men can't get praised without a woman doing it with a woman so you know what i mean right it's just a double standard and his mindset is still in baton rouge period i just don't think it's no wondering i mean i don't even even floyd what's his name no it was mike tyson when mike tyson Mm -hmm. told him he talked too fucking much it's just like (laughs) he don't listen to nobody he just keeps talking. He just keeps running his mouth. And I bet Mike Tyson saw that video like, damn, this nigga still talking. Right. Like, like I should have hit him when I had a chance. <laughs> okay. Because he was, he was man, he's fun Boosie in his place. I need to go back and watch that interview again. I loved it. I loved every funny. second of it. it was he so told funny. him about himself. He was like, you just need yeah. to shut the fuck up sometimes. <laughs> okay. Boosie is a dumbass and will always be a dumbass. But anyway, oh, and, oh, but meanwhile, Lori was getting on a private jet the other day, right after all that shit came out. She took. Are you going to go see pictures. her? What did she call him? What she call Mike? Um, Michael B. Jordan. He called her turtle. Turtle. Does she call him nugget? I think so. Going to see her nugget. They those those nicknames are cute. Now they have been saying "I love you," and I'm just like, you know what? It's not my yeah, business. I'm just like, this ain't none of my business. <laughs> But it did happen pretty fast. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. Somebody said. <laughs> why somebody said? Um, damn. What's you watch Bridgerton, right? Mm-mm. You didn't watch it. Uh, well, you're not even gonna get the joke. But somebody was like, they still trying to convince. Um, I don't remember the character's name, but basically it was two characters that were trying to convince people that they were together, and somebody compared them to. To um to those two characters on Bridgerton, so really? it was just like hella That's funny. funny. That's funny. But um, <laughs> okay, I've been seeing that, but I didn't know what y'all was talking about. I was just like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, no. <laughs> so um, in other news, speaking of dumbasses, um, Meek Mill, who I have a strong dislike for. And have you see that all... one tweet that said, um, whenever I'm in a bad mood, I just go report Meek Mill's page. <laughs> <laughs> did you see that? I think I did see that, but that, that shit, shit is funny. It's funny, <laughs> funny to me. I said, okay. I might and do that when I'm in a bad mood. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, what did he do, girl? Girl, he got so a snippet of his song came out. He has a song that's um supposed to be releasing with Lil Baby. And in that snippet, he has a line about Kobe Bryant. And we all know how beloved Kobe Bryant is and was. Mm-hmm. And it's still very, very sensitive. We just had the anniversary of his um passing along with Gigi and the other passengers that were on the helicopter. Mm-hmm. Um, so dumbass i mean meek mill say, uh stated yeah and if i ever lack i'm going out with my chopper 
and be another Kobe. That's so disrespectful. Like a lot of people in hip hop use a lot of different metaphors um, and a lot of different plays on words, but you're again being disrespectful. Um, but you're also referencing dying by chopper. Like, although you're talking about, in this case, you're talking about chopper a gun, like that still doesn't know. Nobody wants to hear that. No one wants to hear those type of metaphors. And actually the song is called don't worry. Um, quote, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. So naturally you assume that this is going to be a song praising Kobe Bryant or like in tribute to him. And here you are saying you're going to go out with your chopper. It'd be another Kobe. So someone disrespectful. <laughs> like I really don't have much to say. It's just disrespectful. Right. It's like people and the- be coming for, that's just stupid. And it's just like when we recorded last time you brought up, um, that stay scheming song with Rick Ross and Drake and all mm-hmm. the, um, where Rick Ross was like, bitch, you want to shoot on me in the gym when Kobe and Vanessa was going through all that stuff. And it's just really unfortunate that people take these real life situations and put it in these rap songs for just wordplay. Right. Cause like that was disrespectful too. Cause you calling Kobe, uh, cause, uh, it was, a. Uh, the line was Kobe, my nigga, hate it had to be him, bitch. You wasn't with me shooting in the gym. So it's a direct reference to Vanessa Bryant calling her a bitch. And this was like prior to Kobe's passing and just referencing how women come for men's money and they wasn't there, you know, to put in the work to get this money. But um, Vanessa did release a statement back in 2013 when all this happened and was saying like, you know, we don't even, she was like, my husband doesn't even know or have a close relationship with Drake. So, um, for him to put that, you know, reference something that he's not sure of, she was like, we actually received the Ford apology from his manager. (laughs) I'm like, damn, she ain't had the shit on him like that. Like, nigga, you Mm -hmm. really don't know us. So shut the fuck up. That's basically what she said. And then she she should, because they was wrong for that. They was wrong for that. Yeah. But Meek is just a fucking dumbass. Yeah. He was definitely what was that guy in high school talking about where my hood. Yeah, he was definitely that guy in high school that told everybody that y'all fucked, mm-hmm. and y- and y'all and y'all might have just like messed around a little bit, didn't even get to the sex party. He just put a, his body, a body on you. Like mm-hmm. he just seems like just a goofy ass nigga. I just I hate his energy, especially his energy towards women is disgusting. Um, how he did his baby mama, how he did Nicki Minaj, how he um just his energy towards women is just disgusting he's very misogynist himself even in that whole free meek situation i went out here yelling free meek that situation with that judge was very unfortunate however um he's still a dumbass so for you to like have jay-z on your side have all these like you're supposed to be this stand-up guy now because you're supposed to be fighting for people's rights and you know um fair treatment in the judicial system and here you are disrespecting the dead this is who beat the mom should have been like talking towards these type of people these type of men when she said become what you want to attract Right. Like these are him and Boosie. Those are the type of niggas that need to do the work. Like these niggas out here thinking that they just live in this life because like they have this flashy lifestyle. But at the same time, like you're literally a dumbass. 
Like, and you should want better because your children are looking up to you and they're going to be little baby yous, like just running around acting as ignorant and dumb as you are. And you better hope that don't. Come on, man. Let's break the cycle. It's disgusting. But yeah, the, um, the last thing that I wanted to talk about in the media segment was actually this ridiculous ass shit that I saw on CNN. Um, so in Tennessee, um, they are proposing a bill um, and it, it hasn't gone into law. It's still, you know, a proposal that states that in Tennessee, biological fathers would be able to petition uh, to stop abortions. So basically if a woman gets pregnant, like the father of the unborn child could decide um, that he, you know, isn't signing off on the abortion and it doesn't even require DNA evidence, just a voluntary acknowledgement of paternity. So, and this is even in a case of rape and incest. So unless, you know, of course, like I said, this bill is, has not made it to law. So, and hopefully it gets shut down, but the fact that they would even propose this is ridiculous. So basically if a woman got pregnant by a guy, whether it was through rape, incest or natural uh, consensual sex, then she would have to get a sign off from the person that she acknowledges to be the father in order to get an abortion. Why are they in our business so much? Like, I just feel like it, there's so many people that do not have vaginas that make laws in reference to vaginas. And I'm just confused. I'm confused. Cause like, why if that's the case then i want niggas to start having um carrying the babies like like because if you gonna decide that she can't get an abortion then you should be able to carry that baby yourself i agree but child i just hope it don't go through because that's a mess and the government always in some business yeah and they always making it harder and harder and harder for women to get abortions and each state is different on what they allow for abortions and some states still have a ban some states you have to be at this week or less this week's this many weeks or less and it's just like there are so many different situations where women may need an abortion and i mean i i personally i I just feel like women should be able to do whatever they want, regardless of their religion, their situation, or my religion or my judgment. Like, no, I don't have no judgment. I know people that have had abortions for for some of them just because they wasn't ready. Some of them because they've, you know, been in situations where it was forced on them. So um, I just feel like the government needs to stay out of women's business and, you know, allow, make things more accessible i mean like it's one thing when somebody is using it as a form of constant birth control like not only you're doing more damage to yourself than um than anything else but those situations are very far between versus people who this is their first time you know so just leave women the hell alone period and that's what needs to be said friend look i'm like (laughs) I don't got nothing to argue with on that one, friend. You did it. So, okay. Well, that's it for the media segment. Um, we talked about a lot of dumbasses, but let's move on to the main segment so we can talk about more dumbasses. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, like I said, 
Texas has been a hot ass mess <laughs> this past week. And we just want to kind of explain what actually is going on here in Texas. Cause I know a lot of mm -hmm. people that's not living here, even in the United States really don't understand. Um, <clears throat> and really it, the biggest blame to this is just capitalism. Um, yeah. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about capitalism, <laughs> corruption, and these these dumbass politics, <laughs> like who came up with? Uh, okay, anyway, yeah. So basically, what happened this past week in Texas is that we had a winter storm. Granted, in Texas, we rarely get snow. When we do get snow, it's for a couple of hours, literally. Like I'm not exaggerating, because yeah. our temperatures fluctuate so much in Texas. It may be like 30 degrees one day, and then like. 70 degrees the next day which is literally what's happening this week as well it was like negative yeah. one last week and this wednesday it's going to be 72 and you know because of climate change i feel like that's a really a big reason why all this is going on so, yeah so um, i, I want to kind of like set a <clears throat> set a um a background for for a visual mm -hmm. that's what i was looking for i want to set a visual for our listeners <clears throat> because it's hard to like I'm from Michigan so I'm used to snow I'm used to um not only like snow and ice and all that like I'm used to us getting feet of snow and when we get feet of snow like you know life goes on we salt the roads plow the snow and, and call it a day but um I've been living in Texas for like the last 15 16 years and over the, all this time we would get snow, but it would last like a day. We would get, we get mostly ice storms. So like our roads ice over. Um, and that's what happened on Thursday. So this, not this past Thursday, but the Thursday before that, um, there was a hundred car pile up on the highway because of ice on black ice on the roads. And, um, five people unfortunately lost their lives in that. Well, right after that Thursday, you know, temperatures were still cold, but it was um, reported that we were going to get a winter snowstorm. And so it literally like, again, I want to paint a visual for y'all. Like people were freaking out because we don't have like, it's one thing for us to get like ice and snow, but they were predicting us to get like four to six inches. And when that happens, the entire like state shuts down because there we don't have salt trucks we don't have um plow trucks we're not prepared for these type of situations because they never happen especially on this level so y'all remember how it, when COVID happened and everything was shutting down and um people was going to the grocery stores and getting toilet paper and food and all that that's literally what happened so it was like you couldn't find water you couldn't find toilet paper um very paper towel, like it, it was yes it was triggering all over again because it was like this it was like as if they rang the COVID bell all mm -hmm. over again and it was like <laughs> it was like crazy so and um so that was one thing but then on top of that in Texas we don't have basements so in Michigan we have basements we're used to like we know what to do when um, pipes freeze and things of that sort. So what happened was we got snow on Saturday and we continued to get snow for like the next three, four days. And it went from, it would snow and then freeze at night and then snow and then freeze at night. So whatever, well, nothing was melting, but it was freezing. And we were told to drip our faucets so that the pipes don't freeze. Now, again, 
we are not used to this. Like, so people are dripping their faucets, but our infrastructure isn't ready for this either. Like literally Mm -hmm. our houses and apartments and stuff are just built on the land. Like it's built on a slab and in that slab has the pipes and then it's just built from there. Like, so when that ground freezes, the pipes freeze too. And what was happening was, um, People were losing um, water because of the pipe freezes. So when the when pipes freeze, a lot of times they will burst because they're because ice expands. So those pipes will burst, and then people wouldn't have water in their homes. Then um, people weren't having heat in their homes, and this was due. People were trying to say, "Oh, we were just complaining that it was cold and all that." Like, no. It, people, and people were also trying to say like, oh, everybody was just using too much heat. This is what happened. Every county in Texas, like y'all know, if you look at a map, you know how big Texas is. Every single mm-hmm. county had freezing temperatures. Now they're used to in the summer, um, they're used to us all having to use air, air conditioning and we're prepared for that for the most part. But we've never had it to where everybody in Texas has... Um, to use the heat. And we'll talk about how the energy is set up in just a minute. But basically what happened was people were losing electricity and they were doing rolling blackouts. Well, quote unquote, rolling blackouts, where it was supposed to be, you were only supposed to be without heat for like 45 minutes and then it would come back on. So they were like, oh, this area gets heat. This area gets heat. This area gets heat. This, you know, it was just like, we're just like a little roller coaster of heat. Well, that wasn't the case because I know people that had that didn't have heat in their house for like four days. I know people that didn't have water in their house for like four days. Um, and it was just like super crazy. And on top of that, you couldn't drive anywhere. So if you didn't have food, like just imagine you don't have heat. Well, we don't have a lot of times we don't a lot of the homes in Texas don't have gas stoves and all that stuff. So you are running everything on electricity. So if you don't have heat, that means all that food that you just bought at the grocery store, you can't even cook it because nine times out of 10, it has to be warmed up in some way. So you can't even eat that food. Well, and then you also can't go to the grocery store because guess what? The roads are iced over and there's snow everywhere and there's not any salt trucks. There's not any like plow trucks that are going to move anything. It's literally like you are stuck at home. And on top of that is COVID. So if even if you have a friend who has like heat at their house, you're risking COVID to go to their house just to get heated up. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was like super crazy. I was blessed and fortunate to live near a hospital. So my power and my water never went out. The worst thing that happened was a fire alarm went off, which fire alarms can be triggered by bursting pipes. So, um, and there were also houses that caught on fire and there was no water to put the fires out. Um, Apartment complexes catching on fire. Like people were, because they didn't have heat in their house. Again, I'm setting up the visual and people don't know what to do without having heat because we never experienced this. People were going to their cars and, and trying to heat up in their car, which is a logical response. Like, okay, I have gas in my car. I'm going to use that heat, right? Well, because this never happens, like even when it's cold in Texas, none of us ever warm our car up. In Michigan, I'm used to doing that, but definitely not here. People didn't even know to raise their garage doors so that they don't die of carbon monoxide poisoning. So then there were people dying of carbon monoxide poisoning because they did not know. Like, this is a foreign concept to Texans. Like, we never have like a whole week of freezing temperature. We never have snow for longer than 24 to 48 hours. We definitely never like have it where it's freezing over and pipes are bursting and we can't use heat and stuff like that. So... 
I just kind of want to give people a visual so that you can understand like a lot of this stuff is common sense to people that live in the north but and you may have experienced it before but in texas nothing like this has ever happened this was mm-hmm. the first time in like i think 40 years or something that we um had this type of situation the temperatures were in a negative like i remember talking to my mom and it was one degree and she thought i was joking i sent her a screenshot showing her the weather and she was like how is it colder in texas than in michigan right now i was like i don't know um so it was just like a super crazy super unfortunate situation i know that from the outside looking in it just looked like people were just complaining about being cold but it was so much deeper than that because like homeless people were dying because they were freezing to death um Mm -hmm. like it was just crazy and so Mm -hmm. this episode you know with this main segment we're going to talk about how this even happens um to a state that's so large and in 2021 and we're going to talk about like the people and their these dumbasses and their lack of responses um and the lack of effort and help that we had mm-hmm. in in this situation so yeah just in short it was a hot ass mess in short it was a hot ass mess and one of the it's a few reasons as to why these things um came into play um, and one of the main reasons is, of course, like we said, capitalism, um, but also just like the Texas government not taking their responsibility of making sure we're safe and things are taken care of and just corruption, honestly. So the first thing we're going to cover is the electrical grid that controls the power of Texas. So when you think of electrical grids in the rest of the United States, it's two electrical grids. It is the western one and it's the eastern one and it controls those states on that side so let's say if they happen to have like a horrible weather like this they can borrow electricity from other states to help them maintain power Mm -hmm. um but since texas is just love being texas we love being just individualists um texas government is still big mad about losing the war with the confederacy so because of that they want minimal um federal oversight um so texas decided to have their own electrical grid to control our power for our own state mind you um this when it comes to this like this electrical grid is outdated it hasn't been updated since 2011 um, and this grid is called ERCOT. I'm just, I don't know how to pronounce it. I just think, I'm just guessing. It's spelled E-R-C-O-T. <clears throat> and it's an acronym for something, but who really gives a fuck? We just know it's the electrical grid. We just know um, they fucked us over. Yeah, we just know it really fucked us over. So, did, mind you, ERCOT is privately owned. Um, it has a board of members, about like five to six people that runs it. Um, and within these members, at least Four or five of these members don't live in Texas. They live like in Michigan. One is a professor in Germany. Like, why the fuck do we have these people controlling and making decisions as far as our electricity? They don't even live in Texas. Um, So this ERCOT system, it makes it more profitable for these smaller energy companies. Like we have, I have Green Mountain. Who do you have? Um, Encore? I, um, I'm not really sure. I know my girl, I don't know. Don't give me the line. Who do you pay? Well, anyways, this was, I don't know. It's some small company. I had like switched. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Um, okay. I just so due somebody to this, random. <laughs> okay, so due to this um, ERCOT being privately owned, it makes um, it makes electricity for these smaller companies that you know give us electricity. It makes it more profitable for them because they don't have federal oversight. So again, capitalism. Like Texas, not only they just don't want the government in our business, but this is also because of money as well. Um, so like um, Desiree was saying, ERCOT was like, they sent out a message. It was like, hey, just to con- for everybody to have power, we're going to do running blackouts, which really didn't turn out that way. People was going 24 days without electricity. Um, luckily, me and Desiree, we were able to keep electricity because I myself, I'm also near a hospital and a fire department. So I didn't lose electricity. I lost water for probably like a few hours, but not that much. Um. So they doing all this other stuff, just trying to control everything. But you can tell they were just not prepared for this when they should have been. And they sent out these um, press releases saying by the time they found out about the bad weather that it was too late to do anything, which was a lie. Because Governor Abbott, we have a governor of Texas. His name is Greg Abbott. And, you know, people start looking at him like, damn, like, why is this going on? Like, why don't you have more control over the electrical grid and all that? And he started pinning the blame back on them. So in response to that, he launched an investigation against ERCOT just to see if they could have prepared for this, if they're telling the truth, all that. Um, and then they also, he also called for their resignations, like the board members, which they do need to get fired. But let them turn on the power first. So... From what I've looked up, investigations show that ERCOT did have the information to actually prepare for the storm, despite what they said. It's been 13 years of research over climate change, not just, you know, nationally, but just in Texas as well. Each winter has been getting colder and colder. Each summer has been getting hotter and hotter. So naturally, you should know, okay, we need to upgrade the system. We need to prepare for this. Mm -hmm. So investigation has been showing that ERCOT had the information to actually prepare for this, despite what they said, as early as late as November um, 2020. So they had a research back then telling them to prepare for that. Yeah. So, like we've been saying, just capitalism. Like, why were y'all not preparing for it? Was it going to be more money for y'all to prepare for this? Mm-hmm. Which probably would have been more money. Um, so that's that's what's going on in that aspect. But then we also have other Texas um, government officials that just has not been doing their part, like Ted Cruz. And I'm sure y'all probably seen this man on on the internet because he went viral because this man went to Cancun in the middle of a state emergency. What? Excuse me? People literally, you're the senator. You were voted into your position. People are literally freezing their asses off, don't have food to cook, don't even if they got the food, can't cook it because they don't have electricity, don't have running water in their house. Like you would have thought this was a third world fucking country. And this man takes his family and hops his ass onto an airplane as if no one would recognize him and take photos. Now, now also keep in mind that the first few days the airports were closed because they were frozen too. I actually saw a video. I have a friend that's a flight attendant. I saw a video of pipes bursting at the fucking airport. Mm. So um, like they were closed. The airports were closed. As soon as them shits open and we're still going through this situation, he hops mm. on the plane with his family to go to Cancun. Now this is also 
He's also a, a Republican and was a supporter of Trump and um, a supporter of building the wall. So that mm-hmm. same fucking wall that you want us to build to keep um, Mexicans out, you took your ass to Mexico when shit hit the fan. Mm-hmm. And then blamed on his kids. So, yeah, so basically what happened was people saw, of course, the picture went viral and people started asking him and like, you know, calling for like, what the fuck are you doing? Like calling him out. And he tried to say, oh, this was just my kids wanted to go out of town with their friends. So I accompanied them on uh, on the flight. But it was supposed to be it's a turnaround trip for me. I'm coming right back to Texas for one. That bag that that we saw you carrying, like people got photos of him. Um, getting his fucking tickets, boarding the plane, sitting on the plane, like all of that. So like we've seen it all, including this big ass bag that you had for a turnaround trip. Like if it was a turnaround trip, why did you have this rolly bag? Like you a guy, you don't need that many clothes for a a 24 hour trip. Secondly, your wife and kids went. So your wife couldn't just be the one to accompany them. Like your kids are going to resent your ass and going to need therapy because you want to sit there and lie on their ass. And then thirdly, let's not act like um, you wasn't, you know, what you, what you didn't expect in this situation was for the text messages from his wife to come out. So basically some of the neighbors and some of her friends that she had texts, she, the text messages say allegedly that, um, she said their house was freezing and that they just want to get away. They found some good mm-hmm. rates in Cancun where the hotels are only 309 and, um, like we're leaving cause the house is freezing. So not only did they try to like get <laughs> other people to come along, but you didn't know that this shit was going to come out and it came out anonymously. And mm-hmm. on top of that, they left their damn dog at the house. Mm-hmm. So um, people were, you know, of course, pissed off at that too. Cause you lo- left your dog at a freezing house, but then they're saying like, Oh, security was watching the dog. The house is freezing though. Like people pulled up on his house and yes, there was a security detail there because it's a Senator, but the dog is still in the house where there's no heat and electricity. Like what the fuck? So he's just an all around shitty person. And that's why they was calling him hashtag fled cruise because he fled the fucking country when she hit the fan. Literally, that's the perfect name for him. Fled cruise. I've seen somebody who actually went to Miami this week and her caption was like, uh, on my Ted Cruz shit. I said, yeah, you petty. <laughs> See, now we should be making um, captions and everything out of it. But anyways... That's one textual Texas official that just was on that bullshit. The next one was the next Rick dumbass. Perry. Yeah, Rick Perry. <laughs> His dumbass. Rick Perry is like the ex senator or governor. I can't. I'm not really sure. I think he's the ex governor. Um, but basically, he suggested that in so many words, he said like Texans should volunteering voluntarily go without heat to fend off um the rise of socialism why do white folks hate socialism so much i mean i get it like but at the same sense like it's just like we don't here barely we don't be cold and we can't warm up our food we are not thinking about socialism we think about capitalism and how y'all fucked us up and put us in this situation how dare he like it's just you know people were trying it was like literally that meme where it's spider-man and it's, it's like four different spider-mans and they're all like pointing to each other 
like mm-hmm. like you did it it's literally that situation is what happened in texas this past mm-hmm. week everybody was trying to point the blame to everyone else and he's one of the other dumbasses that was thinking that if people use less, less electricity everybody else will be able to have some and the point is this is not this ain't no motherfucking like extra shit this isn't like a stimulus check this isn't like uh we just asking for like a free handout this is shit that people pay for so if i pay mm-hmm. for running water and electricity i should have that no matter if everybody else wants to use theirs too like that's mm-hmm. the issue here the issue is not like telling people to oh turn your your heat down because like let's also um another point is that although i had electricity and you had electricity we both were saying that we felt like our apartment complexes were regulating how much we could use with it mm-hmm. because my apartment was, I like kept it on like 70. Cause like 68 was just too fucking cold for me. Like I'm anemic. Um, mm-hmm. but I kept my uh, mine on 70 and I swear it still felt like how it felt at 68. So I mm-hmm. still feel like they were regulating it. Like it, it was like, no matter how high you turn it up, like it still wasn't getting hotter. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just just another dumbass like just another dumbass like, and then the third dumbass we're going to cover today is um is this mayor from i think colorado city named tim boyd and he posted this on facebook he said no one owes you or your family anything nor is it the local government's responsibility to support you during trying times like this Sink or swim, it's your choice. The city and county, along with power providers or any other service, owes you nothing. I'm sick and tired of people looking for a damn handout. Hmm. Um, and he said more. He said, if you don't have the electricity, you step up and come up with a game plan to keep your family safe and warm. If you have no water, you deal without and think outside of the box to survive and supply your supply water to your family. If you are sitting at home in a cold because you have no power and are sitting there waiting for someone to come rescue you because you're lazy is a direct result of your raising. What? Only the strong will survive and the weak will perish. Folks, God has given us the tools to support ourselves in times like this. This is sadly a product of a socialist government where they feed people to believe that a few will work and others will become dependent for handouts. Am I sorry that you've been dealing with that electricity and water? Yes, but I'll be damned if I'm going to provide for anyone that is capable of doing for themselves. We have lost sight of those in need and those take advantage of the symptoms and mesh them into one group. Bottom line, quit crying and looking for a handout. Get your ass, get off your ass and take care of your own family. He resigned. Yeah, he resigned because his ass wasn't gone. His ass got um nailed to the cross after that shit because for one this mm-hmm. is not the fucking hunger games like why are you at, telling people to come out here and act like some goddamn cavemen like where the fuck we live in cities where the fuck are we gonna get two sticks and rub them together and just start a fire like what the fuck mm-hmm. like i i'm just like um people don't even understand like literally walmart lowe's all those places were out of firewood because most places in texas don't have fireplaces because again we don't really get that cold and then even the people that do have fireplaces couldn't find firewood like i literally saw people lighting nike boxes on fire because trying to like keep their heat going and we asked him for a handout. How? This is not a signing up for Section 8. This, this is, is 
can't I get it for, for a service that get it a service that we pay for. Period. Right. And this is like I hate it when people just have this idea mm-hmm. of Darwinism where it's like survival of the fittest, and it's like, why is this a fucking challenge? Exactly. Why is why are why are you acting like us going without power and water is supposed to be some type of fun game? Like none of us were raised to be fucking cavemen. Like that's the whole exactly. beauty of living in the 21st century. Like we mm-hmm. don't have to do that shit. You want me to go out and hunt my food too? Like what the fuck? Yeah. And you are the mayor of a city. And actually I just looked it up. Colorado City, Texas is um out west past uh Abilene. But I've never even heard of it before this fucking mayor said this shit. But the fact that you are in charge of a city and that is your mentality, I would hate to see. I know that that city has to be doing shitty. Like, he probably don't fix no roads. Yeah, he probably don't fix no damn roads. They probably still on the goddamn well system when it comes to water. Like, that mentality, like, what Mm -hmm. the fuck? And you were voted in charge? And you post this on Facebook, like, ain't nobody gonna see this shit? Exactly. And then on top of that, like, just not with just him, um, when you think about just like it's been like articles and stuff going around on Twitter, I don't know how true it is, but allegedly Ericot um turned off the power on purpose. Of course, we know they did it like rolling on purpose due to rolling blackouts, but they turned it off on purpose um because electrical companies were like worried about like losing a lot of money due to like the increased use. Mm-hmm. um and not being able to raise the price per you know how when you pay for electricity they tell you how much you pay per kilowatt right. so now they pass like some type of um legalization i don't know girl they pass something where they're able to charge more due to this so we can expect for our energy bills to be like ridiculous i seen somebody already post their bill i don't know how they got their bill this soon maybe they logged in and, and saw this shit but their bill was like $3,500 for their house. And they were like, I paid $1,200 total last year. And like now my bill for this month is already at like 3,500. Like what the yeah. fuck? And my thing is y'all. On. They tell me, <laughs> they tell, they tell me how much I use each week. Um, and typically each week I use, let's look. I use maybe like, give me just a second. I'm just. How much is your bill usually? My bill lately has been 75. It's been a little bit higher than normal. Um, just because like, you know, it's been colder. Typically before that, mm-hmm. it's like 50 regularly. Um, but it said last week I used around $20 of electricity when typically I use maybe like 10. Hmm okay so it's, yeah. it has gone up so i think my energy bill will probably be more expensive too so that's really unfortunate and then just adding on to the rolling back house how it's supposed to like rotate that's another thing that's kind of capitalist and is because higher income areas had power like it happened in austin it happened in dallas like in dallas it's this area called highland park and i thought it was just a county but highland park is a city um which is fucking racist as fuck it's so it's where all the white folks like um white folks is doing very well rich white folks live they mm. form their own community they form their own schools and everything Didn't and they form their own tax laws like it's just it's horrible like it's am just- i am i right 
I don't know if it, I don't know if this is correct or not, but I feel like remember how the, those videos were come out coming out where um it was like some white person walking up to random white people getting out their cars and like oh we do for a living, wasn't one of those filmed in Highland Park? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was like a, a like the women that's getting out of Porsche is and like the men in Ferraris and shit and like people asking them what they do for a living. I, yeah, mm-hmm. I I thought I was um correcting that because people were saying like oh I know this area like yeah. You know, so it so Highland Park they did not lose power not one time, um, and then in Austin it's East Austin and West Austin, and it's literally a picture that's been going viral stating like this is capitalism in a picture because East Austin is like the lower um, income area and they had no power on one end, mm-hmm. and West Austin is the higher income with the high rises and you know. People make good money on that side and they all had the lights. And like, you yeah, see, it was just like a, it was you a see the highway view. dividing yeah. them. You see and the like, highway dividing them. Yeah. And if y'all have ever, if y'all have never been to Austin, like Austin, you know, is known like keep Austin weird and whatever. Austin is very, it's an interesting place. Like for one. It's liberal yeah, it's, or racist still. Yeah. Like you don't, it, it's like they're accepting of LGBTQ, but it's also like, oh but you're black like yeah <laughs> you know mm-hmm. like it's 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 weird as hell because like it's just like how did you create this type of environment where exactly. it's like free and open but it ain't at the same time exactly. so um yeah that picture was just like crazy but it's not if you've ever been to Austin you wholeheartedly believe it because it's literally the highway splitting them and yeah. it's just pitch black and then buildings with lights like it was just crazy to see when I saw Even it, I wasn't that, surprised. But another like, thing that crazy. went viral is my hometown. If y'all don't know, I'm from Texarkana. And Texarkana is Texarkana. It's a twin city. So it's Texarkana, Texas, and Texarkana, Arkansas. And mm-hmm. we have a street, uh, a, a street, the popular street called the State Line. Because one side is Texas and the other side is Arkansas. In the middle, the turning lane is Texas and Arkansas. So you can literally be in two states at the same time. So this, our city showed the differences of how states handle it between state, um, like Arkansas handle it and how Texas handle it. So it was a picture that literally hit national news that one side, the Arkansas side, their streets were plowed, no snow. It was clean. It was clear. But Texas side was full of snow. So that also shows how Texas is not prepared for weather like this. But also at the same time, it shows how these states handle things differently. Look, and I can criticize Arkansas for a lot of things because I'm I'm a Texas girl. But at the same time, it's just like Arkansas makes sure they residents good at the end of the day. Listen, that so, snow was, baby, them roads was clean and clear and under control. You and they me? was not it's, worried about Texas side. It was like, y'all had to figure this out on y'all own, okay? And I mean, can, I, can you blame them, really? Yeah. It's so, just the whole situation is like so crazy because it's like, I, I, I know that we're all going to have PTSD from this, like mm-hmm. when it comes to next winter, because like we're all going to be scared that this is going to happen again. But it's just crazy because like here we are like explaining to everybody what happened in Texas and how we had negative temperatures and how everything froze, a pipe burst and all that. And then today, like the snow is gone. I was outside in a light jacket. Y'all, I had to turn off my heat today. It was too hot in here. And it's like open up a window is open, letting the breeze come in. It's sunny. I, I feel and I kind of feel crazy. Like, did that? I feel global, like I feel did gaslighted. It really, 
yeah I feel like did it really happen like was were we were we tripping like I don't know like I just it, it feels it's like really crazy I literally climate took Winston change. out for a walk with it, just a sweater on yes climate change climate change and this is where politics come in hand in the capitalism because republicans are so like stuck on like power and making money and all that they don't want to admit that cap that climate change is actually happening because mm-hmm. if we admit climate change is happening that means we're gonna to have to take more precautions to you know preserve the earth but also at the same time that requires more money um and somebody gonna lose the money which may be these big companies so we've been talking a lot about capitalism so what exactly is capitalism the actual definition of capitalism is capitalism is an economic system in which private individuals or businesses own capital goods the production of goods and services is based on the supply and demand in the general market known as the marketing company rather than through central planning known as um, economy or command so when white folks a lot of white folks think of capitalism they think of these small businesses and these businesses that you can open like the like how just like he said the other day like pulling yourself up by your bootstraps straps type of thing but the issue comes in when there's not a level playing field um Mm -hmm. and and the issue comes in because we have like things like racism where we don't have the same opportunities as a white person or sexism a woman don't has the same opportunity as a man or even just like homophobia and like your sexual orientation and transphobia they don't have the same opportunities as a straight person or Mm -hmm. disability wise people with disabilities they don't have the same opportunities as an able-bodied person. So that's when capitalism comes in. Um, it becomes a problem because everybody doesn't have the same level playing field. And that's yeah. when it becomes an issue. We can admit that capitalism does have its benefits of you being able to, you know, open up your own business and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But when we talk about capitalism on a large economic political scale, scale, we're talking about private individuals and businesses owning capital goods. Oh, electricity, food like things that are necessary for survival and I don't think your money or how much money you make should determine if you get access to basic human necessities like medical care and food and power and all that that's completely wrong and then when people like advocate against that a lot of people think you're automatically socialist and that's not necessarily what it is yeah Um, well and and um, just one more thing on capital capitalism. It encourages um, the widening of the um, wage gap and how mm-hmm. like there's like, you know, it makes the rich richer and the poor poorer. So that's mm-hmm. the problem with capitalism is it's like once you are on that level where you're making money, you, you just like catapult from there. And that's how we you're have exploring. the Jeff Bezos and that's how we have all these millionaires and billionaires, but then we also still live in this country where homeless people froze in the streets because we're not, you know, because people don't believe in turning abandoned malls into shelters and, you know, people don't believe in like giving a helping hand and true charity work. And that's the issue because it's kind of hard to believe to see somebody be that rich, like Jeff Bezos and all the others billionaires without realizing they probably exploited like some people like Jeff mm-hmm. not paying his workers what they probably deserve to be paid or what he can actually pay them okay you ready mm-hmm. okay so just hands down like there is no capitalism without classism racism sexism 
any of that. Capitalism, like literally slavery, slavery was built on the backs of capitalism. Like we're the reason why slavery happened is because these people wanted, they literally bought us to come over here to help work on their fields and their businesses to help them make more money for free. Which so, is why we are owed reparations. And, and this is why capitalism is not fair for us or any other um, minority or any other um, group that's being exploded. Or oppressed. So, yeah, oppressed, that too. So just overall, I don't like how it has to be two extremes, one or the other, when it comes to people getting like their basic human rights met um, mm -hmm. and their human needs met. It's like either you're capitalist and you got to exploit people that are oppressed or you're socialist and the government is going to have control over everything. And I don't necessarily agree with like socialism, like where the government has control of everything. But I think two opposite things can exist at once. And we can take aspects of both to create an effective economy, economy where it's good for everybody. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Because I mean, it's just, it's, it's unfair. And like this whole situation came down to money. It money and money and greed like they were too greedy to want to upgrade the system because they just assumed that we made it all this time it a situation like that would never happen well climate change has proven time and time again that it's coming harder and harder each year um and and the fact that people literally died because i don't want to say their ignorance to um how to handle this situation because as a texan you shouldn't really know how to survive in a freezing temperature because it doesn't really happen. So, but it's 2021, why yeah, do we like, need to prepare we for can't, stuff like this? We can't blame those people. The the true blame goes to these this energy company and the fact and the that government. And and the, the, the government and the fact the Texas government and the fact that people were not given a resource that they are paying for and that they will be charged for. And that is what killed families. There was a family who um, I think allegedly they had like um, lit a fire to keep mm -hmm. warm and the whole freaking house burned down um, while they were sleeping. And a grandmother. Mm -hmm. And then, like I said, there were fires where people didn't have water to put the fire out. Like the fire department couldn't put out fires because- And that was in San Antonio. <sighs> and then even people, a family, a mother and a child died for carbon monoxide poisoning, trying to stay warm in their car, in mm. their garage. Like mm. it's just, it's plenty of people that has been affected negatively about it. It's people that's died from this. And that's just neglectful. Like that's not right. okay. So and, and and you can't even blame, you know, like I said, I saw a lot of shit on Twitter where people just didn't understand the severity of the situation and just like looking at situations like, oh, that should be common sense. But you cannot say that something should be common sense when people aren't affected by it. Like, um, like I shouldn't know how to start a fire. I don't know how to start a fire with two sticks. Like, but yeah. that implies, but that, and even if I did, that means that I will have to go out into the freezing cold where it's negative one degrees and try to find a fucking stick. I live in the city. Like for when we burned down, I mean, I'm, I'm from Michigan where it's like driving on the highway, you see all types of nature. Like it's beautiful in the fall. You see the leaves changing in Texas. If you see a tree, it is, for, is there strictly for landscape. 
Like it ain't, mm-hmm. we don't have no, you know, we have parks and shit like that, where it's like nature, you know, to go mm-hmm. hiking and shit. But a lot of times it is empty fields that they about to build some on, whether it's a mall, a freaking fast food place and another apartment complex. Like it's all about like building out here. So even if I were to go outside and try to find a stick, where the fuck am I supposed to get a stick and rub it together and make this magical fire? Like I... Like, no, it's just we just don't we didn't know, honestly. And it's just really just unfortunate what happened in Texas this past week. Um, so what we're going to do is we are going to put some resources for y'all in the description if you want to help out, if you want to donate or anything. Um, and we have we also post them on our page as well. So, prayers we get through this, and prayers that the government start taking cat, um, climate change more seriously and just taking like pride in what you do if you are a part of ERCOT I I think that you would want to take pride in like you know Texas is always trying to there's always talk about seceding from the United States which we cannot do because like paperwork wise we can't do I think there was like some treaty or law or something established where Texas cannot secede secede from the United States um but people just in their mind have this this idea that one day it'll happen this embarrassing ass shit we don't need to be on our own for not a damn thing this proved that we can't even survive a damn winter week on our own so like get the fuck out of here and, um, um, you know, a bit, the only good thing that came out of this is the community that it built mm-hmm. and, um, you know, just our faith in um, community amongst each other. Because, like, there were so many people like um, like I saw neighbors I had never seen before, um, you know, just when when our fire alarm did go off and, you know, everybody was trying to figure out, like, is it a fire? Is it a you know, pipe burst? Like mm-hmm. we were all outside like well do we you know in the hallway like do we actually go outside like it's freezing out there like do, you know trying to figure out what to do so um and that was just like a small example but there are people who have gone above and beyond allowing strangers like to come chefs. into their home allowing strangers and, come in their home it's people that are chefs that's been like cooking and giving away warm meals for free mm-hmm. it's been businesses letting people come in just to warm up and charge their phone mm-hmm. i think some business like had businesses had cars and stuff for people to come hang out for a little bit or where they can play cards with their friends and stuff like that to warm up it's like community is literally what got texas through this past week not the government not ted cruz not rick perry not governor abbott not ERCOT, not none of them community is literally what got us through and that's a damn shame because our government should be a part of our community so mm-hmm. i say this say just like we said back on the black lives matter episode literally Figure out what your lane is. Use your passions to give back um, and to help out. Because everybody don't have money to donate, but maybe you are a graphic designer and you can create posts to spread awareness for certain causes. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you're a yoga teacher and you can do a a donation-based like yoga class to raise money to donate mm-hmm. to these causes just figure or you out can just volunteer your time or you know pass like, out water bottles and stuff that's something that ted Cruz could have done but after he criticized say, after he criticized obama so much throughout obama's entire playing golf yeah on a regular about, day. He, nobody has taken as many golf trips as him he needs to be down in you know on on uh on foot looking at what's going on firsthand i can't girl he criticized california for them fucking wildfires and couldn't believe how they couldn't get that under control and here you are in your own damn state 
and you decided to your Please. flight of flight said flights. Okay, so we're gonna post the resources, and that's pretty much it for the main segment. Yeah. If we're gonna post on our page and just ask y'all thoughts about what's going on and some of the things we covered in the media segment. So feel free mm-hmm. to like, you know, engage in that conversation and just let us know what y'all think. Yeah. So let's and y'all keep ask- Texas in your prayers. Um, just continue to, um, you know, spread awareness and just pray for the people that have been affected. Again, me and Devin were very fortunate to have like the lesser inconveniences, but some people lost their whole entire homes due to flooding a lot of people don't have anywhere to live and have to relocate a lot of people you know are just going through very very hard times right now so um you know keep the prayers pouring in for those people that may have been affected and um you know just it's just a reminder that we can't take anything for granted yes so let's go on to asking for a friend Okay, so asking for a friend, we have this letter, and the title is My White Friend Says the N-Word, and I'm not sure what to do. My friend, (laughs) 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 oh, and I'm thinking, okay, anyways, my friend, who we can call Tim, he's a white male, 17 years old, uses the N-Word casually and doesn't really care when we tell him to stop. I'm not sure what to do to make him stop. He has been doing it for a while and we just kind of let it slide for a while thinking he will eventually stop or blow it off uh, or blow it off as a Tim thing. But recently I, black, 17 male, (laughs) realized I definitely should not be letting him get away with it. I want to stop him from saying it or any variation of it. I don't mind shaming him or guilt tripping him or anything. I just don't know how I should do that. First of all, Tim is not your motherfucking friend. Tim ain't your friend. Tim ain't your friend. You need to fight him. You need to fight him. (laughs) (laughs) None of my white friends know they can't say that shit because we gonna square up. Okay, you better better be talking about Nigeria. Or something. Um, <laughs> Niagara Nigga, Falls. The color, the, the color in um <laughs> Spanish. Oh, okay. You don't have to fight him. I don't really know. I have a hard time giving advice for this because me personally, if I had a friend that kept saying nigga after I told him that it's not okay to say, I would probably be his ass. And y'all, I'm not violent like that, but it's just like certain things when it comes to like. <laughs> black people and stuff like that i don't play shit like that Period. yeah girl that's your um enneagram eight coming in because <laughs> you ain't gonna be calling you ain't gonna be saying nigga just loosely around me so right. there i really don't have good advice because i'm gonna tell you i actually had, had a conversation um with a group of people about this not too long ago it was about like three of us talking about it and we were talking about the whole danny lay thing and mm-hmm. the colorism um and then talking about how like janae who decided she didn't want to use the n-word in her um in her she, she was just gonna word, stop saying it to say so and and we kind of got to the point where it's like 
how do we know who can say it or not? Now, in this case, you said your friend white, his white ass can't use it, period. But I think the lines do get a little blurry when it comes to when people are mixed. Um, you know, like it's, it's like we haven't as a black community established really who can say it. I, I think more so it's been established based off what do you look like? Not like not even how black are you? It's like, what do you present as? If you don't, if I don't look at you and look at, you know, decide that you black, you can't use the N word, you know? So it's kind of like, it's foggy when it comes to other stuff um, or other um, races or, you know, mixtures, um, which is weird because when it came to white people during slavery times, that one drop rule applied. So all the mulattoes and, you know, mixed people, whatever, quote unquote, they were still the N words too. Um, but when it comes, Tim, little white ass, he can't say it at all. That's just that's just on Mary had a little lamb. So how would you? How should he do it? Tell him to stop saying it, or he gonna get his ass beat. Yeah, and it doesn't have to necessarily. And, and, and I say that, or y'all not gonna be friends, or you're gonna be unable right. to be friends but with him anymore. I say, or he gonna get his ass beat, not because old dude should be his ass but what i'm saying is like you could literally go somewhere and get your ass beat for saying that so mm-hmm. it's more of like a heads up like hey you may want to not say this because in the wrong situation you could truly get your ass beat so um yeah it's more so like a, a fair warning but yeah he i would say friend, yeah he not your friend if he's going to use a term um that was used against us um, in your presence so you know like we can't help with what people do in the privacy of their own homes um but in my presence you're not gonna say that shit and get away with it so mm-hmm. i definitely i'm that person who at the parties and shit when n-word come on in the song i shall be looking at the white people i shall mm-hmm. i'll be i'll be looking at them too what you what okay n- yeah, that's what I thought. N- n- and this is also with i don't know if you know about that girl lovely mimi she did nails and she was on Love mm-hmm. and Hip Hop and now she's on Wild and Out. But she recently just issued an apology for saying nigga too. And this is what this is. This is her apology. Okay, so I will own up and I will apologize. And I, of course, I caught myself right then and there because it's not something I do publicly. I ain't gonna sit up here and lie to y'all both face, lie to y'all as if I don't use it into in my in my vocabulary. Okay, so I do apologize for that, and I will do better for that. Okay, but one thing you're going to do, one thing you're going to do is come up on my page and try to call me a racist of what y'all not going to do. Y'all can drag me for saying the N-word all y'all want, but you're not going to come up on my page and call me a racist. Because one thing Mimi is not, is I ain't no goddamn racist, okay? You apologizing for publicly saying it? (sighs) so you you, she basically said you right i don't say that shit in public but i'm gonna keep saying this shit in private because that's just who i am as a person exactly it's like um when debo come around i'm not gonna say nothing but when he leave i'm gonna be talking again bitch you scary like for one but then for two like I feel like if, even if when you say that shit in private, it's going to come out. Just like when people are racist in private, they might be like, oh, those Negroes and those those uh, N-words with the hard ER, you know, but they might be trying to, you know, put on that mask when they're around us or have to work with us. But eventually that shit 
spills through you know you might not say the n-word but your racism still presents itself and i mean those are two different things not to say that every person who says the n-word is racist but the point is like you shouldn't be doing nothing behind closed doors that is detrimental to people that you a a, a community of people that you supposedly care about or aren't racist against you need to get kicked off a while now asap she do she's not even she's not even funny on her yeah but anyways tim i mean we, we, we didn't get whatever the guy like, yeah get your friend tell him let's, him, let's give him a real black name Devontae. oh Devontae. that i mean <laughs> Devontae. let's do Devontae. tim ain't your friend tell him to stop using it or y'all can't be friends anymore and let him know he gonna get his ass beat one day for using it in the wrong place mm-hmm. so and that's just really what it is but that's the only letter we have for asking for a friend today um so please follow us on social media, Instagram, selfcare.gang, mm-hmm. Twitter, selfcaregangpod, and subscribe, leave us good ratings on Apple. And, you know, just tell us your thoughts on our pages and stuff like that. Follow me, sent from Devin on all platforms, and Desiree is Desi Kate's on all platforms. And we will see y'all next week. <laughs>